The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tung. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. I'm your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. The intention in these episodes is to give you insights to how the planet is shifting in frequency and vibration to a new level of awareness and how you can be part of this grand awakening. And I'm absolutely delighted today to welcome to the show Alea Dow. And Alea is an expert in working with sound frequency. And it's become really clear to me in the last few months that this is a critical part, often a missing part, of our awakening process. So Alea, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Peter. It's an honor to be here. I'm always interested, uh, because the show is called Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation, how my guests on the show had their own awakening. So tell us a bit about your journey. My journey began very early on when I was at the age of six. I actually started laying on of hands. I felt this healing current moving through me, and obviously at the age of six, you don't consciously know what's happening, but I would just be called to put my hands on areas of people's bodies that were in pain giving massages to my parents. We had a very um, loving, safe, intimate family, and um, it was an incredibly supportive place for me to explore all of my empathic sensitivity, the healing current that was coming through me. And as I grew older, I actually went to boarding school around the age of 14, and people just would continue to come to me and say, you know, I had a bad day or my neck hurts, my knee hurts. What do you think about this situation? So it was sort of like the born counselor. And um, again, I didn't have any formal training at the age of six, nor had I had any formal training when I was in boarding school at the age of 14. When I went to college, I actually kept driving by a massage school when I would go visit a friend and then friends would again come to me and I would do massage with them and uh, unconsciously a little bit of energy work. And around the age of 20, when I was still going to um, college in Portland, Oregon, I started going to the Oregon School of Massage and I got my massage degree while I was still in college. So by my senior year, I actually had my massage degree. I had a private practice going. And then by the time I graduated from college, I realized that I wanted to take this healing modality a little bit deeper. So at the age of 24, I entered into the Southwest Acupuncture Acupuncture School in, Sa- in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I got my doctors in Oriental Medicine and started my private practice um, at the age of 27. But again, from the age of 20, 21, I had been already doing the healing work and massage and had become a Reiki master. And then in 2001, that magical year, I was lying on a sound table And a sound table is a water, it's basically like a massage table that's filled with water. 
there are speakers underneath this water bladder and music comes up drums you can pick the kind of music that you hear and on that sound table session i actually had an enlightenment experience where my consciousness completely shifted within 30 seconds my awareness of other dimensions hearing the guides more clearly i was already tuned into that energy world and had been in the realm of healing for 15 years consciously uh, and so with that enlightenment experience it took me about three years to fully integrate that shift in consciousness, the shift in perceptions, high levels of empathic sensitivity, and I delved into the realm of working with the energetic fields as the mechanism to assist me with my empathic sensitivity with the clients that I was working with and was able to hear guides, people's higher selves, see energy, hear sounds of discord, and then hear the sounds of harmony. And I kind of think at that time the angelic choir started working with me in the higher realms and sharing with me how to use sound and energetic protocols as mechanisms for transforming um, blocks, belief systems, discordant patterns, and helping people access higher states of consciousness. Well, that was uh, quite a that was quite an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry just back- to ramble there. No, not at all. It's beautiful. <laughs> Let's just backtrack a little bit. I'm interested in two things when you were young. So when you were six and doing this laying out of hands, how, did, how were the adults responding to you in terms of what you were doing? Well, fortunately, I had uh, a bit of discernment and really kept it more in the family network. And so I would work with my, my mom and my dad and, you know, they would give me massages every night uh, when, to, fall to fall asleep. And so if they had neck pain, it was just this natural thing of like, oh, we're just going to touch and heal. So I think that I really came from a healing family and that was huge. And, and obviously, I'm interested in your boarding school experience because I was at a boarding school and uh, the principal of one. And so, did the, did the school know what you were doing? No, I don't think so. It was a school for people that were dyslexic and had learning disabilities. And I think of dyslexia as the opportunity to surf the dimensions. Um, so people that are dyslexic are, are dimensionally gifted, but sometimes challenged in the physical dimension. So the school was very open in terms of you know travel and different perspectives. And again, it was just kind of this healing current that moved through me. And people would very quietly come to me, and I'd talk with them and sort of do little counseling sessions and work on their necks and their shoulders, and they would feel better. Better and word got out, and so I had my little private practice that I never charged for, but people would just show up in the evening. And um, actually, before boarding school, my parents are pretty different of the different blend, and they took us out of school for a year and a half, and we traveled from Chicago. Uh, we actually went up the Great Lakes and sailed across the ocean into the Mediterranean and traveled for 15 months and I did a correspondence school but really explored the world from the age of 12, 13 and on. A great thing to do for all, all uh, kids actually, isn't it, to have that yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And then you obviously had a major breakthrough yourself in, in your shift of consciousness through the sound healing that you received. So explain to us how that sound frequency works to open us up in some way. I think of sound as the ultimate healer. 
We can hear it in people's voices. We hear it in the music. When I look at teenagers that are listening to heavy metal, I always ask the question, you know, why? What's going on there? And they're actually using that heavy metal, really gnarly music to create appropriate boundaries and move their anger. Uh, so they're using it, too, for a healing modality. Symphony, obviously, is incredibly healing. The um, hemisync work that the Monroe Institute does, it's got this capacity to permeate every cell of our body and move it into greater states of harmony and balance, ideally, depending on the sound that we're listening to. And I was actually just doing a meditation the other day with myself and looking more deeply at the pineal gland. The pineal gland in ancient traditions has been this access point for the source energy for higher states of consciousness. And within the pineal gland, there's actually water. And water is the greatest conductor. And so I was working with sound and directing the sound specifically at the water element within the pineal gland and got this huge shift in my skull, my crown, my awareness, my clarity increased. So I actually think that we use the water element, which is 80% of our body. We use it with sound. Sound then comes into the water component, shifts the consciousness of the water, and our entire being shifts. It's really interesting. My guest last week uh, is a, an ancient uh, Sri Lankan lineage, 5,000-year lineage, and he used to work with herbs and oils, but he's actually decided now to work just with water. So it's he charges the water up, energizes it, and then uh, people drink it. Excellent. Yeah, yes. So it's the same, same concept, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Now, there's been also, for me, in my world anyway, recent consciousness coming about about the involvement of the sound frequencies in the levitation of the massive stones in the stone circles and pyramids. Are you familiar with anything, any energy in that regard? I have heard about that. I haven't done a whole lot of research, but I definitely think that sound is a mechanism that has the capacity to shift matter. So, if you're talking about a stone that needs to be levitated, you expose it to a certain frequency, it changes matter, you move it, and then you expose it to another frequency and it moves into a denser form. So, actually, that's, it's pretty out there, but that might actually be how people created those pyramids and all of those amazing structures. It's, it's sort of out there, but it also isn't. And I'm realizing right now with this trying to rebalance the masculine and feminine energies, this notion of shifting frequency from a particulate to a waveform is what you're talking about. You're, you're releasing the denseness of that substance so it can move and then returning it back to its original form. Exactly. I think exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And how is um, toning related to or different to the sound healing techniques? I think of toning as, from my own personal opinion, I'm a little bit biased, um, <laughs> as the, the essence of sound. So when we make a tone, it's like uh, it can be one sound, it can be multiple sounds on top of each other. It can be a sound that is heard in the physical dimension, but you can actually bring in 15 or 20 or 100 different tones in higher realms. And you are eliciting a very particular tone at a very specific place, which then has the capacity to move that vibration in the, in the person's energy fields, in their body, in the world into a different consciousness. It's literally like using the sound and linking it up into a more connected perception of being. So, taking a sound, directing it with thought, intention, energy, other realms, and it causes a shift. And, and in terms of finding the tone that's most appropriate for you to work with or to help with your own intention, how do you find that? 
the safest answer on that one is you use your imagination. So, so often people are like, well, is it the right tone? Well, it doesn't matter. Some part of you knows, our bodies know. And so whenever I'm listening to um, an energy, like yesterday I was tuning into the energy of today and the mass consciousness and what needs to shift and the, the sound that I heard was kind of a, uh-huh. <laughs> sort of this okay. whiny factor. <laughs> And I thought, well, what is the harmonic sound of that? And started bringing that in in the daily meditation as well as some energetic protocols. So with every discordant sound, there's a harmonic sound. But we first have to hear the discord. And again, you can't be wrong in it. What does anger sound like? What does frustration sound like? What does grief sound like? Our bodies make those sounds. And then what is the opposite of that sound? What's the harmony, the balance, the connected sound that can, has the capacity to move that sound into more connected, different consciousness? When you say you tune into the mass, mass consciousness sound, do you actually hear that as an outside sound or does it you hear it in your head? How does that come to you? I hear it in my head, in the higher realms. Sometimes I'll even hear it in my body. Like I'll ask my body, okay, what's going on in the world? How are people feeling? And my body will literally go into it. It's that empathic sensitivity. And so for about 20 minutes, I had the whiny factor going on inside me. And I thought, well, this isn't my energy. What's really going on? And I thought, oh, yeah, I'm tuning into the daily meditations. That's the piece. And so I sat for about 20 minutes just looking at that energy. And then all of these solutions and sounds started coming in for that vibration. So when you make those sounds, then the harmony sounds, then you feel the shift from the whininess to balance. Completely. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be, uh, we're just coming to our first break, Elaine. We're going to be talking about the daily meditations and the significance of them after the break. And then we're actually going to do a meditation for those listeners who are listening live or those people who, are, uh, who listen archived. We will be going into a meditation shortly after this break. So whatever you're doing, you need to stop, particularly if you're driving, and get yourself in a nice uh, quiet space so that when we return, we can chat about meditation and its importance. And then Alea will lead us through a beautiful meditation for a few moments. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. <laughs> Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. I'd like to direct you to my own website, www.petertung.com. 
I have uh, my September newsletter coming out this week in which I've, I've got a, a really neat article on my experiences down at the Assetti Ranch spotting the UFOs down in Washington State as well as a follow-up to our Leo uh, Landscape Zodiac work. And on www.myheartcenterjourney.com on Thursday this week at 5.30 I'll be talking about the energies of Virgo, uh, the fifth night of the Mayan calendar, the return of the sacred feminine, and how we need to balance ourselves through our masculine and feminine sides, which is exactly what our guest Alea Dow is talking about today in terms of using sound frequencies and toning to bring us back to this place of uh, balance and harmony. So Alea, just, uh, just tell us about the daily meditations and, and why they're so important. The daily meditations are what I call energetic protocols. Some people would call them prayers, and they're five to seven minute audio files. And every day I tune into the energy that's coming onto the planet, and I literally bring in these timeless and timely energetic protocol meditations that help your energy fields move into greater degrees of balance, clarity, bringing in energetic tools for assisting you in your transformation. For me, in the perspective that I work with, is using the energetic fields to assist us in our in our conscious evolution and shifting our consciousness out of old belief systems, limiting behaviors, and moving into more enlightened, abundant ways of being. So when we hold something in our energetic fields, it then slowly percolates into the mind, the emotions, and the body, and our physical life. So again, they're, they're sweet little pearls, and it's like just $10 a month, and they get delivered every weekday to people's email box, and it's just a way of getting a greater degree of clarity of what's really going on in the world. So what are you uh, planning to do with us today in the meditation? I was actually tuning into the energy, and um, this week has felt incredibly kundalini-like. I was actually on a hike and saw a five-foot-long rattlesnake skin, oh, wow. Wow. and uh, a lot of clients have been that I've been working with this week are all focused on this kundalini energy, that sexual creative vibration that flows up the spine, and um, then it links in with the pineal gland, which again is the access point for that source consciousness. So I would love to walk everybody through a meditation for moving into a greater degree of connection with the kundalini, balancing the kundalini, and activating the pineal, the crown, the base chakra, and the heart. So this is really interesting, Alea, because I, I do two meditations a week, and on Monday... Uh, and I'll be repeating the same one tomorrow, although I may change it after <laughs> listening Go to your meditation. It. But uh, I did the full Kundalini Energy Pineal Gland Meditation this week, so it's perfect. Beautiful. So uh, just remind everybody, if you are doing anything active, that you need to uh, just take just only three, four minutes now to join this meditation. Definitely, if you're driving, pull over. If you're working any machinery, stop. And just sit quietly just for three minutes and allow yourself to receive this beautiful blessing from Alea. So over to you. Perfect. And as you're listening, I'm just going to invite you to really listen more from the heart space, that energy space, as opposed to the mind. Whenever I begin a meditation, I call in safe, sacred space. And we call forth the ascended masters, your guides, your higher self, that energetic aspect of you, you from the future as an ascended master, to gather now in this safe and sacred space. We invite your higher self, the consciousness of your body's higher self, to actively connect and engage with your own healing source, your own spiritual power, all aspects of your being. 
We bring in the appropriate sacred geometric healing holograms and mandalas that have the capacity to support you in accessing a greater degree of creative, passion, connection, consciousness, empowerment, and joy. We ask that these intentions are held in your energetic fields. We invite your higher self, your body Deva's higher self, that energetic aspect of your physical human form to work with your energetic fields and the guides to locate the kundalini energy that flows within and around the spine. Allow that energetic aspect of you to do this work. We ask that the electrical and the magnetic frequency is balanced within the kundalini that all crystalline structures are repaired, that all communication systems are recalibrated for the sound of your essence and the sound of the essence of your human form. We ask that your higher self, your body, Deva's higher self, bring in sacred geometric heathing holograms and mandalas that have the capacity to heal the pineal gland, repair the crystalline structures, and infuse the consciousness of love into the water element within the pineal gland, healing the crystalline structures within the crown, the base chakra, the heart, taking a deep breath in. Increasing your magnetics, updating your reference points, all ways in which you perceive wrapping you in sheets of rainbow light, gently sealing these vibrations in to whatever degree is appropriate for your spiritual evolutionary state. Let it be so. Aho. Thank you, Alea. Beautiful. So I've got to bring myself back now. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest challenge, I know. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm used to leading meditations myself, so I've always got one foot in each in each world. Beautiful. <laughs> so the sounds that you were making there, those tones, uh, do they come from a particular sense? It felt like a sort of light language. It's yes, it is light language. It's the okay. language that I never forgot. Um, it's the language I use to communicate with the dolphins, the whales, and my guides. I think of it as the language of my spiritual family, and we all have it. Uh, we'll hear children speaking their own form, their own dialect of light language, and it sounds like babble to the adults, but to them, it's it's their native tongue. When you say spiritual family, a lot of people would consider the dolphins and whales connected to Sirius? Yes. Is that where you feel connected yourself? Yes. Beautiful. Yeah, I know a lot of people who in in the world today who are, feel very much that's the way in which they came through into this world this time. Yeah. There, we're, we're, we're neighbors helping neighbors. Exactly. <laughs> so tell us about the connection with the whales and dolphins as you've just raised that, uh, that point. 
when I moved to Santa Barbara, they would actually show up in my dream time, and they said, "Okay, Leah, it's time for your singing lessons to begin." And they would <laughs> they would wake me up and they'd say, "Okay, come to Butterfly Beach at eight o'clock this morning um, with your kayak," and I'd show up, and there they would be right at eight o'clock. Sometimes I was a little late, but they would wait, and I would go out and telepathically communicate with them, and they actually showed me how to start making sounds that would help the body move into greater degrees of balance, the soul move into higher states of consciousness. So for two years, I had uh, singing lessons, voice lessons, sound lessons with the dolphins and the whales, and then they sent me off to a human teacher and uh, went through a few of those, and now I'm working with a woman um, in Montecito, and she's helping me learn how to sing English as well. <laughs> and then the name of the beach was Butterfly Beach? Yeah, Butterfly Beach. Uh-huh. I was just there this morning, and it was, and the dolphins showed up. It was great. Wow, that's that's beautiful. So this this journey for you then um, has been a, a just an incredible one, where you've you've been using your intuition significantly along the way as you've gone. Yeah, I think of it as my GPS system, and. Um, I don't know how people navigate the world without one. I, I think we all have one, but the question is, what are we really listening to? I don't have a TV. I don't listen to the radio. I'm very picky about what I fill my my world with in terms of sound. And I like to actually spend the majority of my time in silence when I'm not working so that I can hear clearly. Uh, if I fill myself up with movies and books and radio, I then can't hear my guides because there's, and, and my higher self, my greater wisdom, the source energy, the dolphins, the whales. Um, and so I'm just very discerning. And I think that our world is so noisy and that we need to be a little bit pickier and discerning about what we how often are we in silence? Most people aren't in silence very often, so then how are they ever going to hear? And I, I found, again, as, as a school principal, a lot of teenagers are scared of silence, actually. They, they they're are. They're so used to not having it that they have to have a sound going all the time. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned uh, right near, near early on, I wanted to come back to it, about reading and working with uh, energy fields. Just tell us about that. I find that when somebody has... Uh, when I'm working with somebody, I'll take a look in their energetic fields. I'll be able to feel and see what's going on there, all of their belief systems, their ancestral patterns. And whatever we're holding in our energy fields is how we then behave, how we feel, how we respond, how we react, what we even magnetically draw to us. So if somebody is challenged with something in the physical dimension, I will look at the energetic fields to see where that's coming from. So often we are wanting to move into a greater degree of protection or appropriate boundaries, but we'll use discordant energy as a way to get it instead of coherent energy. When we're at a certain point in evolution, we actually do the opposite of that which we're intending on mastering instead of practicing that which we intend to master. So we'll all be a victim in order to master empowerment instead of practicing empowerment to get to empowerment. So if we look at the world as doing the opposite of that which they're intending, right now there's level, high levels of disrespect, there's lack of integrity, there's lack of connection, there's a lot of fear. Well, what are the opposites of those? Integrity respect, self-respect, self-love, um, appropriate boundaries, and trust. So everybody is hell-bent, excuse my language, on mastering those vibrations, but they're doing the opposite until they eventually reach a certain level of evolution where they start to practice that which they intend to master. So again, using the energetic fields to bring in different ways of being so that we start to get what we're really intending. That's perfect. 
we're just coming up to our uh, next break, and uh, I'm going to ask uh, for a little sound clip when we come back of the angelic tones that, uh, that you make, Alea. And we're going to talk about the seven gateways on our return. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Listening on a higher dimension. 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. I have with me today, Alea Dow, who's talking to us about the importance of sound frequency and balance, balancing our energies. Delaya, you mentioned earlier about the daily meditations that you provide for people. Just give us the uh, appropriate uh, website that people need to connect or email they need to connect with, with you to, to get those uh, recordings and your website in general. Perfect. It's www.aleyadao.com. Com. And for all the listeners, I would love to gift everybody with a free week of daily meditations, so you'll get five to seven of them. And um, then if they resonate with you and you feel like you want to subscribe, you can do so for just $10 a month. So again, it's www.aleadow.com. And I'd appreciate receiving those as well, Alea. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got this little sound clip coming up. Just explain what, what that is and, and the significance of it. Angel Healing is a track that I recorded about five years ago in a studio, and um, it was actually the day after I went paddling with the, the dolphins, and it was really a song that I brought in when I, too, felt homesick. So I was like, I want to listen to some of my home music, and this was the clip that came through.
Wow, that uh, penetrates pretty deep, doesn't it? <laughs> it can, yeah. <laughs> so tell us about the, uh, the seven gateways. The seven gateways are seven principles or perspectives that I um, brought in after looking at what I really do with people in my sessions, in my own life, and each perspective helps us live a more empowered life, and I'll just do a short little overview. The first principle or the first perspective of the seven gateways is that we are never alone. We actually have guides, angels, and energy consciousness that surrounds us that has the capacity to support us as we serve, as we journey, as we grow, as we learn here in this world. They do exist in another dimension, just around us a finger breath away. So when we start using that as a resource, our life can really be improved and uh, we can move into, into a greater degree of grace and ease. The second perspective principle looks at our internal reality and the energy consciousness that surrounds us is what is reflected to us in our outer world. So if I am in a state of lack inside myself, I don't feel like I have a great enough connection with my essence my body is connecting in with a vibration of lack somewhere in my outer world, I am going to create lack in my life. And there are three energies that affect our reality in the physical dimension. The body consciousness, which is different than the soul. You're actually a soul, from my perspective, a soul essence riding in a nature spirit, which I call the body deva. So we've got the soul essence, you. You've got your body that you're riding in, that little nature sprite. And then you've got a team, this energy consciousness that surrounds you. And those three energies affect your reality in the physical dimension. The third perspective speaks about how we need to use the other dimensions, the other realms that hold the blueprints for our reality to shift the energy in those higher realms and then it gets reflected into this one. It's very difficult to change the physical dimension. It's easy to change the higher realms and we do that with requests with what I call energetic protocols. The fourth perspective speaks about how the world, this entire planet that you talk about, Peter, is going through this huge shift, change and transformation. And we have been doing the opposite of that, which we've been intending on mastering. It's kind of this dualistic way of being, the judgment of good versus bad. And looking at everything from more of a unity lens, where every single thing that happens to us, good or bad, is simply an opportunity for growth and evolution and change. The fifth perspective speaks about that body and how it has a slightly different consciousness. It's this nature spirit. It has an electrical and magnetic field that affects our reality as well and how to work with that. The sixth perspective principle is that when we fully receive our own gifts, all of our tools, our wisdom, our mastery that we've spent lifetimes acquiring, and we use those tools on ourselves, we are, t we are fishing and teaching people how to fish instead of fishing for them. So it really looks at that collaborative, co-creative experience experience, co-creative service, and moving out of the codependent one. And the seventh principle, my favorite, is your essence is perfect. You, there's this tube of light. In yoga, they call it the shashumna. In oriental medicine, they call it the hara line, but it's a divine line that flows on the front of the spine, and it is filled with this liquid, etheric light, and that is the essence of you, and it is perfect, exquisite, divine, and in a constant state of connection. That was a pretty quick, uh, deep and profound philosophical <laughs> journey through those seven gateways. Let's go yeah. back to number three because I think that's really, really important just to expand a little bit on uh, the notion that we have all this um, dimensional connection that is easier to shift than in, in the physical form. Let's talk a bit more about that. 
Yeah, I've actually been doing a little bit of research and looking at the history of prayer. And when I look at prayers, they're broken energetic protocols. Most most prayers that are on the planet today that people use are these broken prayers. They don't have all of the components. And when we call in um, the angelic realm, we call upon our higher self, we are literally using these other dimensional realities that hold vibrations there. And we are asking for the vibration to shift in those higher realms, and then it gets reflected down into the physical dimension. So I actually think of the physical dimension as the reflection of all of the other realms. So what are we as souls engaging with in the higher realms that are creating the reality for us here in this one? So again, it's making the request. It's kind of like knowing who to ask if I go and ask somebody, the dentist, for um a marketing packet for a press kit, he's not going to be able to give that to me. So if I ask the appropriate energies to help me in the physical dimension, i.e. the higher self, the angelic realm, to work with the energetic blueprints that hold the vibration of abundance and reflect that down onto my finances, I as a soul essence deep in my core, in that etheric energy, again, using another realm to access the vibration of abundance in that essence place, then again, it starts getting reflected in the outer world. So it's using those other realms to create a shift in the physical one. And obviously, you have a close connection to the angelic realm. So, so tell us about your, your knowledge, your knowing about what the angelic realm actually is. Well, I think that there is um, a combination of energies. There are beings that will hold what I call the shadow or challenge or conflict. There are beings that hold a mastery of love, of perception, of connection. And depending on where soul is in their evolution, they will actually contract with beings in these other dimensions. We live in a multidimensional world, uh, planet, universe. And so there are energy consciousnesses that exist in all of these different realms. And I actually had a dream uh, a couple years ago and I said to my guides, so how many dimensions are on this planet? And they said to me, there are 48 other, which means there's, and you know, it doesn't really matter the number. There might be 12, there might be 24, there might be 54. The number is sort of irre- irrelevant, other than the fact that there are multiple dimensions. So it's literally like we're in a apartment building that has 48 other different floors, and there are realities that are happening on every single one of those floors, and we start allowing our imagination, that energetic aspect of us, our astral body, our higher self, to start using these other realms, we increase our connection with our guides, with our higher self, and when I connect with the angelic realm, I always go deep within my own core. If I can hear my essence, that tube of light, just suck myself into my tube on the front of my spine, I increase my clarity. So often we go outside of ourselves to hear our guides, to hear the angels, but if you come deep into yourself, you increase your capacity to hear your own essence, which means you then have the capacity to hear the essence of others, in no matter what realm they're in. Do you, do you work specifically with particular angelic beings? Um, I work with a variation. I work with ascended masters, depending on what they've, what they have, uh, their passion for. I work with beings from Sirius. I work with the whales and the dolphins. I work with other people's guides, getting information from them to help that person that I'm working with. Um, so I, I'm not going to put a name on who I work with, but they're definitely beings of, of love and light. And, uh, 
they're constantly changing because the planet is changing and beings from other worlds are coming on a daily basis to come and help and change in this transformation. So I, I hear them more as sounds, like tones, as opposed to the names of people. And you can listen to a soul's sound and feel the level of love and perception of connection that they're carrying. So I just tune into the ones that can help. With all this focus right now on the future and 2012 and all that, in terms of the insight and information that you've gathered from your connections, what do you see happening? What's your sense of what's taking place on the planet? Yeah, I, I have a slightly different perspective than a, than a lot of people of what I've been hearing in the New Age world, the spiritual world, the evolutionary um, process. I actually think that this is more of an 1800 to 2000 year process that we're going into. It's the beginning of a 2000 year cycle and it's the dissolving of all of these veils. The actual definition of Armageddon is dissolving of veils. So the Christ consciousness, the Buddha consciousness about 2500 years ago, I think there were actually a handful of people that came to this world and were holding a higher consciousness and they literally planted the seeds and now 2000 years later 2500 years later those seeds are sprouting and so there are these teeny tiny little sprouts and all of these light workers are huddling around the sprouts protecting them so that they don't get trampled and then about 1800 years from now there are these huge monstrous strong trees and it is the mass consciousness of the world meaning we are moving out of a perception of disconnection and we are moving in into a greater perception of connection, of the essence, that we're all one. And I kind of think of it as like we're in second grade. So most of the people on the planet are holding the conscience of a second grader. They have not yet mastered self-respect, self-love. So therefore, they're not going to be able to do it for anyone else. And those of you that are listening, my sense is you're second grade teachers. <laughs> so there's no arrogance there. <laughs> it's more the perspective of modeling right energy, respecting yourself, showing the second graders how to respect themselves. And I don't mean this from a place of disrespect or hierarchy, but it's just that place of like, well, we're souls and we're evolving. And there are these different cycles that happen on the planet. And I actually think of Earth, Gaia, whatever you want to call her, um, as a soul that has chosen to express herself and go through all the stages of evolution now in the form of a planet. So she was a being in a different form and then said, okay, I'm going to be a planet now and go through all of the cycles of evolution. And so she is now at this place in her evolution and she's opened up her classroom doors and said, okay, anybody at this level in their soul's evolution, come and have at it. And so... All the people that are matching her where she is at this point in time. Again, she's an ascended master, but she's going through all of the levels of evolution again. And that's a really important point, isn't it, for people to realize that, in fact, uh, Mother Earth is going through this transition alongside us, with us, part of us. We are all one in this process. We are. And it's, it's an amazing classroom that can, I kind of think of it as like the hardcore heavy workout space. So it's like a gym. It's resistance training. So if we use the resistance as the mechanism to grow stronger, then it becomes a really pleasant, lovely experience. I should remember that next time I'm on the, on the rowing machine. <laughs> exactly. You're on planet Earth. <laughs> Well, we're coming up to our final break, and we'll have one more sound clip uh, of Alea's beautiful voice after the break. It's Peter Tongue for Awakening to Consciousness Co-Creation. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. 
Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenterJourney.com for more information. Be Extraordinary. 7th Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host Peter Tung. Having me today, Alea Dow. And Alea, we have one little sound clip left. Just explain what that is for our listeners. This is a track called Awaken, and I recorded it in 2007 with Barry Goldstein, who's an amazing composer, performer, who lives in New York. And um, it was like 150 hours of editing, and uh, this is a sweet little teeny sample of one of our songs from that CD. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Alea. You do wonderful work. Thank you. I I love being in the creative flow. Well, that was just magnificent. So you you, you mentioned off-air that you have a little clip of actual angels singing. Just tell us about that. Yeah, it was um, actually one of the second times that I'd ever been in a sound studio, so my anxiety and nervous levels were very high. But I was getting ready to record a manifesting meditation on... um, a CD that I had out there called Serenity. And I started breathing, getting ready, listening to the sounds in the higher realms, and started hearing them singing. But I'm breathing in the process, and I'm not making any sound, but I hear them making sound. And then I go in and do the work and do bring the meditation in and the tones. And then I come out of the little sound box, and we start to edit that track that we just recorded. And you can literally hear me breathing in the background, and my sound engineer looks over at me, and he goes, what's that sound happening behind your breath? How do you make those sounds when you're breathing? And I said, no, that's not me. That's what I'm hearing in the other realm. So literally for 15 or 30 Ah. seconds, the angelic realm allowed themselves to be recorded, which was just a magical experience. And that's on um, my uh, my Serenity CD that's available online. Fantastic. So what's uh, what's next up for you as, uh, as you go forward? There are two pieces that are coming. I've been working on what I call the Empathic Sensitivity Book. In 2005, I was going to Ohio to teach a class in the middle of the winter, and I had 
sort of this slight dread because I'm a warm weather girl. And so I thought, I have to make this fun. And I developed what I call the deck. And the deck helps you identify where you are feeling empathic sensitivity, where it's coming from. So we can be picking up empathic sensitivity from our parents, from our partner, from our children, from mass consciousness, from an astrological influence. So I created this deck that has 19 different cards and then a little booklet that goes with the deck that helps you start navigating the world from a little bit more of an energetic perspective, realizing that whatever you're holding in your energy fields is affecting your consciousness and then tools of how to clear your energy fields, clear that empathic sensitivity, hold a greater degree of compassion and non-reactivity. I call it the compassion reaction. So that empathic sensitivity book should be available, I hope, in about 30 days. We just ordered the deck and we're doing final edits on the booklet. Um, Right. And actually, I have, you know, just for postage, uh, I'll charge postage for people, but I have a deck that is typo, filled with typos, but I'm happy to send people a deck for free <laughs> if they All want right. it. Fantastic. Just send, it, send me an email. Um, and then the other thing that I'm doing starting on October 10th, 10, 10, 11, is what I call the tall cups of consciousness. I have my daily meditations, which are cups of consciousness, and that comes every day, and it's just a five to seven minute audio file, but the tall cups of consciousness are going to be 20 to 30 minute energetic balancing sessions that are going to be via video and audio. It'll be live and recorded and it'll be $20 every two to three weeks. So if anybody wants to try out an energetic balancing session of using, again, the energy fields to assist you in your transformation, slow the aging process down, move into a more enlightened parenting perspective if you have children, um, ways to be more collaborative instead of codependent and coercion-based in your relationships, and also tools for manifesting. So just remind us of the uh, website again for people that want to make connection with you uh, for all of these aspects of your work. It is www.aleyadaod, as in dog, a as an apple, o as an oscar.com. Thank you. Now, we, we've covered a lot of ground in a very short space today, Alea. So what I'd love you to do is to actually do a little bit of, of a summary, if you wouldn't mind, on how people can shift in their lives towards happiness, health, and abundance. Happily, we have these energetic fields that surround us. Whatever we hold in our energetic fields is are the thoughts that we'll have, the emotions that we'll have, how we'll actually behave, and what we'll bring to us in our life. We have a divine line that flows just in front of the spine. I call that that part of you that is perfect and exquisite. It's in a constant state of connection. So if there was just going to be one practice that you could start doing on a daily basis, it would be to start bringing your awareness just in front of the spine, perhaps in the heart space, sucking yourself into this tube of light. Use your imagination. Use your intention. And in that tube of light, there is this energy that flows there that is your essence. It's exquisite. It's the place where you are in a constant state of connection. There's a stream of abundance of trust, of gentleness, of grace, of joy, happiness, passion that flows there. When we start to energetically, consciously, in our imagination, connect with that divine part of us, we start creating.
creating that in the outer world. People start reflecting back to us our own internal reality. So if people are disrespecting you, I invite you to move into a greater degree of respect for this beautiful, exquisite light that you hold within you. If you are struggling with any self-hatred, realize that your soul is determined to master self-love at some point in time. So I invite you to start practicing that which you intend and finding that part of you that is beautiful. It exists in everyone. Every single person that I've ever worked with, which is thousands, has this exquisite light that flows in the line. So that's what I would uh, say I have to leave people with of go inside and feel the flow that's happening there and start noticing what's going on in the outer world and how it's reflecting back to you, your own internal reality. You also have energy consciousness that surrounds you and ask them to do the same. Ask the Ascended Masters to model right energy to you, to send you energetic information so that you can start using your energy fields to shift your consciousness into a more connected, balanced, peaceful state. And there's the Maharishi effect. One person, the square root of, like, if we had 7,000 people on the planet meditating, our terrorism levels would drop by 73%. So you, every single one of your listeners, Peter, (laughs) you out there... You have the capacity to shift the consciousness of 100,000 people by simply holding the vibration of peace and love within you. Beautiful. That's a, that's a great uh, conclusion, Alayo. I've, I've actually done the uh, Maharishi effect in our own hometown, actually. With We need, I think, 27 or 28 people to uh, cover the whole downtown core of 60,000, 70,000 people, which we got, which <gasps> is neat. So, yeah, I, I do a coherent peace meditation every month for that very purpose, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's been an incredibly great show today with you. I really appreciate your expertise and your brilliance and the beautiful voice that you bring to this, uh, the work that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you, everyone. Whew, deep, deep breath there. It's been a beautiful show and I can feel this energy that's uh, really flowing beautifully and compassionately. So my guest next week will be Devra Laval, who has written her first book, which is called The Magic Doorway into the Divine, and it is an outstanding book. It's been very useful for me, and we'll be discussing the contents of her book, The Magic Doorway into the Divine, next week. I hope you have a great week. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. We hope that you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.